I was going to tell you about how my entire Instagram feed is just uh, The Extraordinary Attorney Woo, I think is the title of the K-drama that everyone's obsessed with. Well, yeah. I haven't seen a single episode of, but... The I if my if my for you page is any indication, it's like the new Squid Games where everyone has seen it except you and me. Wow. I saw something on Twitter recently that was a ranking of like the top K dramas right now, and I think it was number one. It might have been number two or three because I think it's a little bit older now, but it was pretty near the top. And yeah. Obviously, when you log on to Netflix, it's the first thing you see, but one, I haven't been on Netflix in a hot minute since we started watching Dr. Romantic on Vicky, which has helped. Now I just think about the new Ji Chung Wook drama all the time, and I want to watch that one. Yep, because it's immediately the first thing that you see every time. His beautiful face? I'm clicking. (laughs) But also... I've tried to not watch TV lately, not necessarily intentionally, I just, I think probably a lot of new parents go through that, where they're like, I don't want my kid to watch a lot of TV, so I won't watch a lot of TV, and more so, I want to enjoy TV, and my kid is obnoxious, and they don't want to enjoy TV. This is, we're supposed to just sit and watch, be quiet, I need to watch my show. Yeah. And they they don't. They don't do that. So Their attention you just spans. don't have as much TV. Yeah. Their attention spans just aren't there. Yeah. And they can't read, so <laughs> that's another drawback. <sighs> Come on! She Please. does love books, though. I think that's one little point in her corner. She loves a good book. Oh, I do love that baby. I make I make jokes about how babies can't read, and it sounds like I'm disparaging all babies, including the baby I love most in the world, Emily's baby. <laughs> um, uh, I could never. I could never sincerely disparage her. I think that she's so perfect. So, hey, everyone Aww. who thought that that was a mean joke about babies, it was a joke. <laughs> It was a joke, okay? She can totally read, and it's great. <laughs> she's so smart. She's no, the smartest. Hard. Babies can't read. Yeah, the, she's the smartest 1.4-year-old. Yeah, something like that. Mm. That's how people do baby ages, right? Yep. This one is uh, 1.4. <laughs> that's very typical, and that's how come I knew immediately off the bat. What she was. What's (laughs) a year and five months in decimals? Probably around 0.4, I guess. (laughs) I I said yes. It's really close to 1.5. I know that. She's almost a year and a half. Oh, tiny baby. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Oh, my God. She's having tantrums like a two-year-old, and I don't... (laughs) I'm not mentally prepared for that. We, last night, were getting ready for bed... And we had showered, we had eaten dinner, we were all ready, her dad was at work, and so it was just she and I, and she was like, okay, I'm gonna run around and do my own thing. And I was like, I don't want you to do that, but sure. And so she grabbed a hat, and she brought it to me, and she put it on my head, and I was like, okay, hat, sure. She does that a lot. It's not uncommon. 
And then she went to her rain jacket and she pointed at that. And I was like, okay, you don't need a rain jacket, but I guess you can run around the house in your raincoat. Sure, put on the raincoat. And then she goes to the front door and starts (gasps) banging on it. Yeah. She's like a little puppy. So Jason and I... Yeah, exactly. Jason and I always wear hats when we go out because we're grossos and never wash our hair. Same. So she's like, that's our that's our going out thing. You put on your hat. I put on my coat. We're headed out. I was like, it is, there's a typhoon right now. There's a literal typhoon over Tokyo right now. I do not want to go outside after my shower and just play in the rain in the dark. My guy. <laughs> and she just screamed and cried for the next like 30 minutes until I finally took her out I finally <gasps> did it I, ca- I cracked I couldn't handle it anymore I so think, we went outside in the typhoon <laughs> I think that that is the kind of parent that I would be should I choose to accept parenthood which is not looking likely <laughs> <laughs> because I'm obsessed with that baby and if that happened to me I would be like I will simply die. You have screamed for half an hour. I will simply die. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that I, too, would just crack and go out in, in a typhoon if if baby demanded it. It is funny, because my immediate thought is how whenever I put on my hat for a while, because that used to be my going for a walk with the dog thing, it took him a long time to realize that I also wear it if I go out without him. But I would oh, put on no. a hat, and he would cry and get excited. He'd little do a little tip-tap and just cry and run around and get so hyped he didn't know what to do with himself. And so uh, it's pretty cute that my dog is kind of like a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Your dog's much like a two-year-old. <laughs> and it's adorable, and it's tiring. I don't know why I keep facing away from the mic to talk. Sorry for that audio quality yeah keep leaning away from it slowly and then remembering that i need to lean back toward it uh instead of just setting it up with all of the numerous tools that i have that would allow it to just come to me you know it it would allow Mm -hmm. the mic to be in front of my face instead of my face coming to the mic and not causing horrible back issues. Uh, instead, I just put it stationary on the desk right next to my extremely loud computer fan so that the audio <laughs> quality can just really be brought down a couple levels. I'm sitting in the squeakiest chair known to man, and I don't think that helps. Every time I move, even even just think about moving, it squeaks, the chair squeaks, and that's that's no good. That's no bueno. But <laughs> I think this is maybe the next level of podcasting for us is to find out how to put our microphones right next to our cameras and our screens so that when we naturally start leaning towards each other to talk, we're still, we're just getting closer to the mic. But instead, I just naturally lean towards you and I'm like, hey, Raquel, I have to tell you this thing. And I start talking quieter and quieter. And I'm getting so much further from the mic. I go even <laughs> behind the sound shield so that it's trying not to pick me up. It is, we are bad at this, is what yeah. I'm saying. It's just, we've been doing it for so long, and it's weird because it's almost like a bell curve where there was a minute that we were getting a little bit better at it, 
I, I think, I feel in my heart that we were doing that. And then we both moved and changed our whole setup and made some life changes. And I think our little stop gaps of, oh, well, this week I'm just going to set it up this way. And then next week I'll have it figured out where I have a more permanent setup that makes actual sense. Uh, and that's been going on for me, I'd say, about a year and a half now. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even I can't even think of what this year has been about for me. It's been so chaotic that I think that's been happening for the last 4 months for me. So it hasn't been quite as long, but it's been as consistently inconsistent. Sometimes I'm on the bed, sometimes I'm on the floor behind the desk. Now I sit at the desk in the squeaky chair because there's not a care left. There's not a care <laughs> left in me. I'll just edit out what I can. And we'll deal with the rest. Yep, I think that makes sense. I think that that is how it should work until, you know, until the day comes that both of us decide on a permanent setup. It's just hard when you don't own a place and you know that at any... I act like it. I could move at literally any minute. I, I just pretend <laughs> in my heart that I could. That is not true. There is no big plan to move, but... In my heart and mind, there is always the possibility. I don't own this place. I could go anytime. I thought you kind of had loose plans to move. Do you have yeah. a lease that will end that you can start thinking about that? No, not a lease that will end necessarily. Um, we're now just kind of month to month. Like we would just need to probably give like 30 day notice or something. It's more a matter of we have three large dogs and our next place needs to probably be one we just buy, because I can't think of another place besides the one we're in now that I just can't imagine there's another place besides the one we're in now, aside from our own home, that would say, sure, bring your three large dogs uh, for, an, for a reasonable and affordable <laughs> rent price. But, like, buying a home is so expensive. <laughs> it's just so expensive. I have a pretty decent savings account. Savings is the one money thing I've always been okay at doing. Like, I've always, even when I wasn't making very much money, I was always okay at saving money. So, it's not unimaginable that we'd be able to buy a house, and I think it's the next step. We're just, you know, it's like something I want to do and something we're thinking about doing, but it's maybe not something that would happen, you know, so soon that it makes sense to just not unbox and set up <laughs> my recording setup in a more permanent way. <laughs> Fair. That's well put. It's a low bar that we're we're recording at. <laughs> so to actually set things up, have a better situation, probably worthwhile. Probably it would stick around for a little bit. That's fair. I hope you can buy a house when you are ready and want one. I'm sorry that the market is not good and that you kind of want one now, but it would be hard to afford it. That's okay. One day I'm going to just move to the mountains where there's internet. The, the mountains where there's internet. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I would like to live off-grid, completely independent, but also have fiber optic, please. <laughs> for my podcast and for watching and streaming K-dramas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd like to get into the metaverse. That's something I want to move into. But I don't think that's going to happen if I'm on, like, satellite, I don't know, dial-up. <laughs> what do they have in the mountains? I don't know. I'm unfamiliar. I'll have to it check. It just wouldn't work. 
check in with the mountains and see what they have going on there. You can't contact them because they don't have internet. <laughs> I've been trying to connect with the internet or f- with the mountains for like 30 minutes now, but all I'm getting is like a. That was my best <laughs> dial up impression. You guys remember it was dial up. pretty solid. <laughs> we all remember dial up. There's no one here uh, listening that could possibly not remember dial-up. Nope. No one here would not know what that was. I'm going to start uh, um, qualifying qualifying K-drama a- actors' ages by whether or not I think they would know what dial-up sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a post-dial-up baby right there. <laughs> That's It's going to be a no for me. <laughs> I... Okay. I'm ready to jump into the show because I feel like I want to talk about the show. Are you ready to jump into the show? I am ready to jump into the show, sort of, in the sense that we postponed recording for a week because of life cir- life circumstances, and I I do not actually remember what happened in the show. I'm gonna level with you. I remember like the big the big three, you know, like there's a get together, there's a uh, there's a quarantine. There's a what? There's a, 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 a get-together. Get uh, well, our act, our main actors that, like, the, sorry, the love triangle. Some people get together, right? Did I watch the wrong episodes? <gasps> oh, like, there's, like, there's the big kiss. There's the... Yeah, yeah, there's the, and then, tying like... Tying the knot. Yeah, they, they get, they literally get married. They don't. I, I'm making it so confusing now. <laughs> Wait, should we do an intro? Should we do like the hi everybody? Sure. <laughs> okay. and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it three episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes. Oh no. What Ooh, was it? Correct me if I'm wrong. 13, 14, and f- 15? Is that next week? You're right on. That oh, was, that's I what I watched. It. I got it. Got it. First try. No warm-up, but it sounded a little like a (laughs) warm-up. We re-recorded my part. We're not re-recording Raquel's part. (laughs) We're sticking with it. And this is Dr. Romantic. For the first week ever, we're not going to say it's hospital playlist. (laughs) For the first week in the history of the show, it will not be mistaken for hospital playlist. That said, we do have to add in one. Dr. Romantic 1. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dr. Romantic 1. Thank really, you. Some people don't forget important. about the one, but I know that in my heart, I have to have it differentiated. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have that number one. I loved these episodes. They had me fully back on board with this show, and I know that I am less of a person for that. I just have such a low bar for entertainment. Just entertain me. Just make it happen. And they did. They delivered. The MERS episode was maybe one of my favorite episodes of any TV show ever. It was a masterclass 
in how to write a drama. Will Dr. Master Kim go in that room or will he not? We'll find out next week. Find, find out, out next, next week. dang week. Yeah, um, <gasps> I liked it. I think it was my favorite episode of this show. Definitively. Up to easy, this point. Easy. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, just the pacing. I thought, I think we've complained about the pacing before, and I stand by that. I don't think they always nail the pacing. I think this one was so perfectly paced. A lot of amped up realism where you can feel the ebbs and flows of the tension and they are just so perfectly timed against each other where by the time you're realizing something is when you're seeing it on screen and the the characters are realizing it and then there's that moment of what do we do? But it's not so long that it's obnoxious, like some of the other times when you're in the characters' heads and they're wondering, what do I do? It is, what do I do? Okay, I've got to act now. And then they go. They're off. And it's, oh, I love it. I love this episode. Yes, it's so good. And I love um the way they added conflict in a way that made sense. For example, I love... That we're really excited, because obviously Dr. Kim had chosen... Dr. Yoon? Yes, Dr. Yoon for the surgery. And uh, that's what we wanted. The good guy is winning. And then all of a sudden there's this surgery that has to happen, but the person who goes in that room doesn't get to do it. And it can't really be Dr. Kim, but also it can't really be anyone else... And then Dr. Yoon just does the thing and knows that it disqualifies her. And I think that that is such a beautiful way to introduce conflict in the sense that it's on in character for her professionally to care about the ER, to care about the patients. Um, I thought that it, it added a really good level to a relationship that most of the time I personally kind of struggle getting behind, but just that level of her wanting to be in there to help him because they had built up to that too, right? Where she already was so worried about how much he was putting in and no one was helping him and no one was relieving him from shift and he had been working for hours upon hours and then to add, you know, her concern there and they they upped it. They took it to the next level, like you said, at the right time with good pacing. And I just, that I think was the best way they've ever leveraged the actual medicine, like medical drama aspect of it in a way that makes a lot of sense and wasn't just insanely dramatic for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. It, Made me nauseous to watch because it was so uh, topical, I guess. But at the same time, I think I connected with it more because it was so topical where sometimes it's easier to separate yourself from the storylines where people are being lit on fire. And you're like, this is crazy. Hospitals have to deal with that kind of stuff. That's insane. But how many times do they actually have to deal with that kind of stuff versus we know that this type of thing recently happened and oh so it just made it that much more powerful and yeah the pacing was on point i okay 
so I loved the this progression in their romance, in Dr. Yoon and Dr. Kong's romance. Perfection. And I thought this episode was perfect. No notes. If I could throw my hat in the ring, offer an alternative, an alternative timeline that I think if we stepped away from Dr. Kong and Dr. Yoon's romance, I wouldn't, I, I think the show would be less for it because it's a romance drama, but... If we decided to not make it a romantic drama and we went in the bromance direction, there is a big, big part of me that wanted Dr. Do and Bum to go into the emergency room instead. Is that, is that weird? I, I, I wanted that for them. I, I didn't think about it until you said it. I want that for so many reasons. Cause yes, a bromance, 100%. I, we want friendship. I want, Doan Bum to come through, and um, I love that he's a great character. It makes me happy. Uh, I also love that he's facing the consequences for being maybe a little bit too on the dark gray side for the last couple episodes, uh, which I think we will probably get into as we get closer to the end of the, the final episode. But now that you said that, I want it for him, for him, you know kind of picking back up and staying in in the gray, you know, not not going too far in any direction. And that takes him, you know, he's been so focused on doing what his dad asked him to, that it would be really cool to see him swing that pendulum back in the other direction and say, things are complicated because I want to do what my dad asks of me, even though it, I know it's the wrong thing to do. And I've been lying a lot about my qualifications, but on the on the flip side of that, I also know what the right thing is to do, and I know where I can help. And I think that that would have been a really, really good complication of his own storyline. And I would have loved to see that. Um, and yeah, bromance. Oh, the bromance! It's yeah, it would have been really good. And I know it's they're doing a great thing in the other direction with the typical romance and I love that and I think yeah this was a really good opportunity to kind of turn the tables a little bit and be like yes Dr. Yoon does actually like Dr. Kong this back and forth that she's playing this push and pull we're gonna have her push a little bit it's not gonna be as uncomfortable because you see that she does really like him care for him very deeply it's great and it's a great progression throughout the next two episodes where we see their romance actually come to fold and it's a real thing and it's very cute and it's a good point of comedy and i like i like what they're doing but yeah in this alternate timeline dr do and bum go in there <laughs> save your new best friend Be i bro. love the enemies to lovers trope you don't have to be lovers just do the enemies to friends trope and I will be satisfied. Yeah, I'll take it. Because uh, we here at Play on K, obsessed with friendship. It's uh, somehow... Obsessed. Because we love romance. We love romance. And I think that maybe if someone said choose between friendship and romance, I might still choose a friendship. <laughs> like, I might... I, uh... Yeah, it's hard because I think our viewing history maybe speaks louder than our words, where we don't choose friendship dramas 
Like, True. there are so many dramas out there that are found family. And we have, like, uh, I don't know. I keep thinking about the Reply series, the, like, Reply 1988, probably one of the most popular K-dramas of all time that we have never seen. <laughs> and it's a found family. I think it's all about friendship. And for some reason, we're like, no, we're going to watch more romances. Why? Romances we would love it. Forever. We would love it. Maybe we can kind of... We can swing our own pendulum back that way sometime. Um, I, okay. I, I have to say, I could be more satisfied with the romance in this. And maybe that's why I would maybe choose friendship <laughs> over romance. Maybe that's what's actually causing me to say all of these things right here, right now. Uh, there are parts of it I really like, and there are parts of it I wish just little tweaks not even big rewrites you know but just little tweaks where i really wanted after everything that dr yoon has been through i really really wanted her to be the one to finally maybe after all of this quarantine thing and all the mers issues and dr kong getting sick and all of the worry that she felt kind of have that be the moment of, okay, I've made it very clear that I want this, but I now I need to I need to be the one to pursue it because I have pushed it away for so long. So am I ready for this? And if so, how am I going to approach it? And not Dr. Kong pushing the button until the button finally works, right? Where even there's a moment where she finally gets the chance to explain herself and say, hey, the thing is, is that you kind of take me back to a time in my life that is like the root of many of my emotional issues that I've been battling through and working on for so long. And seeing you tends to hit the reset button for me. And so, you know, that's why I've been where I'm at. And he says, okay, no biggie, but let's do this thing. And I just, <laughs> I, it felt like he did not hear a word she said. It's the worst response. My guy, I know you think you're doing the right thing by saying, I hear you, I don't hear you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you're not. You're not doing no. the right thing, my guy. That is the worst response. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Our girl needs therapy, and we, know, we all know that. I don't know how she has survived this long without talking to anybody about her problems. It's insane to me. But, yeah, it's frustrating for her to say, hey, I have some things to work through before I can be in a relationship where I feel like I'm doing right by you. And that's the relationship I want, is one where... The person I love is someone who I am treating with the utmost respect and the utmost care, and I don't feel like I can offer that right now. And it's so hard. His response is like, that's fine. Disrespect me, bae. Like, <laughs> let's, let's do this. It's like, no, this isn't, this isn't that, Dr. Kong. This wasn't me saying I want to do this in spite of my issues. It's me saying I've got some issues that I need to think about ahead of this. But whatever. I guess we're just jumping in with both feet because we acted immediately in the episode following as if she never presented that as an issue for her. 
and as if she has been working through it all along, which she hasn't. She essentially had had a breakdown, and then got a little bit better, saw him again, had another breakdown, and then just kept, you know, working through it. Like, not on it, just through it. <laughs> this is the show of not healing at all. They, <laughs> I don't get it, I guess, is the thing. <laughs> I how is she functioning still? Yeah, it's it's TV, I suppose, is where I land. Of like it's TV because it drives me crazy that her PTSD and her trauma is just this thing that comes up whenever it's convenient for driving the drama and then every other day she is not dealing with it. There is nothing about that at all that is not part of her personality or her life or her struggles and that just doesn't seem right yeah if we saw little ways more little ways in which and i think as viewers maybe they have it in their in a way the writers thought that it was more apparent but if it's in there i haven't seen it just little ways where she's still affected but maybe she has a coping mechanism, right? She goes and meditates, or she goes and um, talks to Nurse O very specifically about what's going through her mind, or, you know, just little things where she reconnects with that part of her in a non-having-an-absolute-crisis kind of way, because it's dramatic and that's fun to watch, question mark? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it just seems so inconsistent at this point that it's frustrating. Where yeah, I think it'd be interesting if every time a car crash patient came into the ER, she kind of had a little moment of, I need to deal with what that was to me, and then I'll get back to it. That would be so good. It would, that actually reminds me, did anything, did, it's jumping back an episode of the podcast and a couple episodes of the drama, but they actually went to the scene of a car crash. They were on scene. Oh, yeah. And that was never a thing. Like, her hand shakes kind of in the surgery room sometimes. She said she has problems controlling her hand when she gets tense or stressed. And we, yeah, we never see that in any situation Except the first few episodes when Dr. Kong showed up and then when she's got this big surgery. And yeah. it's like, good for you for somehow powering through your emotions in this way. But I also feel like it would be, yeah, more realistic if we could see these coping mechanisms that come about every day, all the time, that she has to constantly remind herself, I'm okay, I'm here, I'm not there. Yeah, and they actually did it in the first episode, um, thinking back. Like, they actually had a moment where she, she, like, stops because there, like, blood splatters all over her or something, and it takes her back to her mom, I think. And oh. so it's been a while, but they actually had an, an episode where they did that, and it actually would be interesting to have seen some consistency with that in her, you know, more recent trauma that kind of set off m more mental health issues that she's been working through and had have seen that same moment of some kind of acknowledgement. In fact, it would have been kind of cool if Dr. Kong 
was because he was on the scene too. If there had been a moment where she paused, because it was this you know car crash scene, and maybe he's like really in touch with her, and they make me really believe in this romance where he realizes <laughs> that and is there for her in a non-romantic way in that moment, right? Where he says, "It's okay." You're here, not there, but we need to help these people. And then she, you know, takes a breath and works through it or whatever. That would have been so cool. We should be... Okay, give me a writer's we job. We should write K-dramas. <laughs> AKA, we should rewrite K-dramas that... Yeah. Particularly the ones that are pretty old and <laughs> maybe could offer a lot more in in today's world. Okay, if we just update them a little bit. Yep. Perfection. Give us some low-hanging fruits. And I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll pick those low-hanging fruits. You're welcome. (laughs) We can't stare at a blank page and write something from scratch. That sounds like a nightmare. And to the writers (laughs) who do that, kudos to you. We're going to tear you down every moment of our podcast. Why are we like this? (laughs) I'm so sorry. We mean no disrespect. You're doing a great job. Everyone's doing a great job. We just have some notes. <laughs> we watch a lot of K-dramas. We don't have any qualifications other than that, but we've watched so many that maybe that is a qualification? Question mark? Question mark? We just want to help. <laughs> we just want to help make the K-dramas that we particularly, Raquel and I specifically, want to watch. Okay. Yeah. So we prioritize things like friendship and romance and mental health and moms. And it's that's kind of it. Rewrite the K-dramas you want to see in the world, as the old adage goes. <laughs> as the old adage goes. <laughs> um, okay, so I think we kind of touched on it. But they made Do and Bum cry. Oh and God. I think I felt in that moment so completely on his team that I was like, he can do no wrong. Do not berate him for his actions. There should be no consequences for the things he's done and the choices he's made. Do not make him cry. I was livid. Yeah, I'm team... Because here's the thing is, um, it was everything that I would have wanted from as far as, you know, consequences for actions going, where... He's more transparent than he thinks he is. People have picked up on the fact that he's been lying. He's been lying about being able to do complicated surgeries, which is among the worst lies you can tell, especially in the medical field when you are... Can you not lose your license for that? Right. I mean, every doctor does something so completely off the wall every single episode that to be fair, all of them should have lost their licenses by now. Uh, yeah. But that said, his are pretty darn bad. Because it's multiple offenses of the same instance of saying, yeah, I've done this before. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I know how to do this. I've done this. I yeah. can do this. Stop doing that. Stop. Yeah. And it's so bad. It's so bad. And so as far as consequences go, absolutely thrilled to watch Dr. Kim let him have it. That yeah. is the least of the consequences he should suffer is the the disappointment of a person that I assume he on some level respects because of the beautiful tears that he that welled in his eyes when he lost that respect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
amazing. Couldn't be better. I was ready for it. I was ready for him to get called out in a meaningful way. At the same time, credit where credit is due, that actor, I... I just wanted to hold him. I just wanted to give him a big old <laughs> hug and tell him he's never done something, anything wrong ever in his entire life. Because those were the most beautiful K-drama actor tears that, that sheened over his eyeballs that I've ever seen in my life. So beautiful. Just let me give you a big old hug. Come on in. Bring it in. It's okay. You've never done anything wrong and I love you. And I'm sorry your feelings are hurt, and I will kill Dr. Kim. <laughs> we're, we're done here. We're leaving this hospital. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Oh, yeah. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong to be like, he's beautiful, <laughs> so he shouldn't have consequences. But that's how I feel in my heart. I didn't want it for him. And, okay, I do feel like we've never touched on how awesome it is that Dr. Kim is seen as this leader in the hospital, but he's also shown in learning moments where Nurse O is constantly telling him, you're doing this thing wrong, you should change. And she does it in a much more aggressive way, which is awesome. But I think that was one moment where I wish Nurse O had been there to be like, okay, you're telling Doan Bum he disappointed you, you brought him to this hospital because he had a lot of potential. It wasn't a punishment. It wasn't to get back at his father for some weird old spar you had. It was because you thought Doenbaum could be this fantastic, amazing doctor, and you wanted to see if that was true. And now he's let you down, and you're telling him to go. And I think that was... I wanted someone there to be like, Hey, Dr. Kim, you've got a point. But you kind of have to tell people these things before they let you down, before you're letting them go. Tell Dr. Doe, hey, I really believe in you and I see your potential just at some point so that Doe and Bum knows how other people view him. It right? is so stupid that that's coming at this moment now to be like, you had my respect and now it's gone. <laughs> When did I have, when did I get your, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit blindsided here. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that this show occasionally has those moments where Nurso is like, if you want Dr. Yoon to do a thing, you should tell her. If you want Dr. Kong to be your apprentice, you should probably be nicer to him. There's a little bit of teaching for this man who's seen as this god of the medical world. And I like that. It yeah, comes every so often. He has so little room. He has so little wiggle room in his life that he really should make some room for it. And so he gets his own his own learning moments, which I very much also like. But yeah, it's so tough when lying about your qualifications in the medical field is so bad and you should lose your job. But like you said, maybe if earlier on it was kind of like, hey, you have a lot of potential. It's really cool what you did to to make sure that that patient survived. So kudos. Just a little bit, because right now he's just being treated as like collateral in your war with his father on both sides. Yeah, he seems like he's a hostage and you're just using him against his father. 
so sorry if he doesn't act right, but like, I don't know. I guess that's Dr. Kim's whole thing is like push people to the edge of existence and see if they act like a good doctor or if they act like a greedy, greedy person. And um, he's being a greedy, greedy person. That's it. That's the that was the test. But also, maybe he could have been persuaded to be a better doctor if it seemed like literally anyone in the world liked him. I don't know. Guess don't we'll know. never find out because he's done. No, I'm just he's kidding. Out. Obviously, he's gonna stay until the end of the show. Yeah, he'll find a way back in, just like every single other person who has committed fireable offenses within the medical field in this show. <laughs> Just like literally every other character on this show who absolutely should be fired. <laughs> mm. I love it. I love the chaos. Um, do you, Okay. Do you care at all about Chairman Shin's storyline? No. I really, I wish no. I did. I'm... The cancer thing, such a bummer. I just... Uh, <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that the worst way I could have said it? Yes. but i get it (laughs) i think they've built up so much tension around this surgery and then they gave us the wicked cool scenes of practicing for the surgery and then at the last minute they were like we're we're not gonna do it and then at the very last minute they're like we're gonna do it and so it just seemed like let's i'm i think they did a really good job of focusing on all the other stuff going on in the hospital so that we didn't have to keep worrying about Chairman Shin's storyline because it was almost boring. It was so dramatic. Like, yeah. oh my god. When you make something so unrealistic, it's not even unrealistically dramatic, right? It's just that it was just so back and forth and back and forth. And it's that thing yeah. that if you pace something too quickly actually in a way it lose it loses interest because why would i commit to a certain feeling if that feeling might change in 30 seconds yeah i think i don't know it's all it's all a bit much but i did love his daughter and i do love him as a character i think he's a very interesting morally great character i think his relationship with Dr. Kim is really interesting. His relationship with Director Doe is really interesting. And most importantly, his relationship with Dr. Yoon is fascinating. Really, really well done writing. Um, I just, I've, I've started to like that old man. He's growing on me. But I absolutely love his daughter. She's just an actress that I can't not love. And she's always evil. She's always the worst And she does such a good job in this one of being another terrible, terrible person. Yeah, she's also, in every K-drama, we, it feels like, at least recently, we have one actor that we bring from our last drama into the next, and she is it. She's our connection to our last drama we watched, which was The Sound of Magic, right? Okay. Yeah, she was the mom of one of the characters in that. And Was she... Yeah, she was the mom of the smart young man. Oh, man. She was also kind of a villain. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) She's just, I feel like she's one of those everyone's moms. Yeah, but she's always the kind of bad mom. (laughs) 
Yeah, she's kind of she's kind of evil in every role she plays, and I love that for her. Mm. It was good to see her. Good to have her back. Yep. Thank you for being here, Miss. Thank you for being here and explaining Dr. Kim's storyline. A little bit of background. Extremely confusing how he has a job at all when you said your new life's mission was to destroy this man and he just moved like two hours south and started practicing medicine again. No problemo. Yeah, under a different name and everyone said, who's that? Doesn't matter. Director Yon was like, that's actually, I think we're going to do that. I'm sure I got his name wrong again. I already forgot it, but that man... He's perfection. He is God. He is Dumbledore. He is Gandalf. (laughs) And he is going to allow any doctor to do anything they want in his hospital. (laughs) What's their past? Doesn't matter. What's their qualifications? Also doesn't matter. iffy. (laughs) Because, like, they're good. They're really good. But if you look at it on paper, it's problematic. It's problematic what you're doing at this (laughs) hospital, sir. You're running a hall of nightmares. <laughs> but uh, we, we support. We stand. Yeah. Just this whole thing where we're doing surgeries under other people's names. I know that's not necessarily something he chose, but it's getting just wild and crazy, right? That that yeah. was ever a thing. I thought that was a really cool conflict. And, yeah, I liked that they kind of hinted at that being a thing, but then revealed more towards the end of this show that that was a a major thing. That was all the time happening and kind of the reason he left. I'm here for it. I think that was very realistic to be like, we have this guy at our hospital who's claimed to be or known colloquially as the hand of God. Of course, we're going to put his name on every surgery roster. (laughs) It's illegal, so don't. But also, I can see why you did. It's believable. It's a believable point of drama. Yeah. Put that man on a pedestal. Make him God. Make him everywhere. He's everywhere. He's doing two surgeries at once. Why not? Why not? (laughs) Because he can. He is a God. Mm. Uh, I... Sorry. (laughs) Oh, no. I was just reading my stupid notes, and before we get off the daughter... There's one point where Chairman Shin says, just go back and raise your kids in Florida. And I thought that was the sickest burn I've ever heard. (laughs) Good job, Chairman Shin. Dang. Dang. You hate Florida as much as we do? Or no, I don't think it was supposed to be a burn, but it sounded like one in my ears because I'm not a a Florida fan. Yeah. Florida's rough. I laughed at that. Instead of letting you finish your sentence, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I ju- I'm, now I'm just thinking about how if we have listeners in Florida, here's the thing. It's I not. It, I haven't been there, so you could totally come for me, and you'd be right. I'm just <laughs> not a fan of heat, humidity, or alligators, and in my mind, that's all it is. That's all it is, but I have Is that been stereotyping problematically? That's it. That is yeah. it. Yeah, oh no. no. You're yeah. right. I stand by you. I went there <laughs> yes. once for like three days, and that's all it is. Why? Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people live there? I don't know. How can you live anywhere with freaking alligators and crocodiles just stomping around? Yeah, like you're no. a braver person than me for sure. But also, you don't have... I. Do you need help? Do you want to leave where the alligators are? <laughs> 
Because I w- I'm so scared of them. I'm so scared of them. So sc- you moved to Jurassic Park. Why did you do that? They're <laughs> supposed to be kept in, and I think we could have done that. We could make a gate at the top of Florida, a big <laughs> gate-style system where we don't let the crocs out. But you were like, actually... We want to live amongst them. We want to live with them. Why? Are you okay? <laughs> Are you okay? It's so scary there. It's so scary in my mind there. Uh, so sorry, but go raise your kids in Florida. It just sounds you know. so cruel. Uh, hilarious. Hilarious. Sick burn, man. It does sound like a burn an American would do, too. Mm-hmm. So I can really appreciate it coming from an older K-drama from an old man. <laughs> he is a man of culture. He is. <laughs> he has a glocal mindset. We love to see it. <laughs> we love to see it. We stand. Mm-hmm. I do. Oh. I, he is growing on me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was just thinking about... I don't know why I sometimes do a thing when we talk about K-dramas where I bring up a thing that I just don't care about at all. Almost to just, I guess maybe get it out of the way is my only real rationale to just say, I don't care about this thing. I don't care about any romance between Nurse O and Kite, general manager. Yeah, was, what is that? I, I thought their post-credit scene was funny. In that it was so weird. It was so Just weird. go all in on how weird this is. I loved that. I will say that. But I thought we were doing a friends after divorce. Like, we care about each other, but not in that way anymore. But why is he making it weird? Yeah. I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. I wanted it to be them being homies, And instead, they're trying to revive that as a relationship, maybe? She's got other men in her life. Yeah. Okay. She's got at least one... It feels like there's something brewing between at least one other man, if not two. So she's a little preoccupied. Um, She's got, like, a little polyamorous (laughs) (laughs) something-something. And you're not in it. You're not in it, Gite. We love you. Absolutely, you are fantastic on your own. But I don't know what you're doing with this. <laughs> what I do love, what I will say that I love for him, is him being the only one privy to the relationship between Dr. Kong and Dr. Yoon. Here for that. The way he is so smug about getting to know about that is fabulous. It makes me so happy. It's very funny. And it's believable. Because he's such a snoop. I, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, I like him as a character. I just don't get where this storyline is coming from. I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't write any notes about it. I I guess I'm in the same boat as you where I'm like, oh, I don't care about that. I don't care for that at all. Um, <laughs> that is not my nurse, thing. Nurse O can have a romance. That is fine. But probably not with her ex-husband who she doesn't seem interested in. Yeah. There just Maybe doesn't feel him. like there's romantic chemistry there. I I really like the friendship chemistry there. I don't really care about any potential romantic chemistry. 
Same. Agreed. Agreed. I really like the chemistry between Dr. Kim and the chief surgeon, Dr. Song. I think they're so funny together. They're perfect. There's a bromance I can get behind. That's an enemies to friends bromance that I'm (laughs) here for. It's everything I wanted. I thought it would be so contentious, this whole drama. But instead, they were like, no, no, no. This is purely comical. This is... This is good doctor versus bad doctor in the funniest sense. Because somehow, even Dr. Song saying, I'm not going to perform my doctoral duties. I'm not going to go into the emergency room and per- or not. He doesn't even have to go in. I'm not going to perform surgery on a person who might have contracted MERS, even though there is zero risk of me contracting MERS from her. Unless I am head to toe decked out in a protective suit. I just, somehow that's such a funny argument when Dr. Kim is just screaming at him going, that's so stupid. You're being so stupid. I cannot with you. I, it's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be heartfelt, but I'm laughing so hard. Oh, it's I very love good. Those two. Yeah. They, I just feel like that, that entire dynamic of, him just refusing to do his job to people's faces, right? Like, he looks (laughs) people in the eye and says, I'm not gonna do my job. And then the dude, like, goes and bounces (laughs) off to, like, the casino or whatever. I don't know. But it's just so... It's so bizarre to me. It's almost like I get so mad at everyone else for being unprofessional, and it's just gotten to a point with him where I'm like, I I can't even be... It's like I am obviously mad about it, But I'm more just confused at how he continues to have... I know he's, like, friends with powerful people. I think there's a certain point where even your friendships with powerful people, it's like you're kind of an embarrassment to them because you can't do anything or actually, like, contribute to that power dynamic in any way because you have nothing to offer. But here he is, offering nothing. (laughs) And I guess that's the that's the line that they're towing, right? Is he goes into a surgery and he is really impressive. He does this incredible job where you're like, oh, that's why he's the chief surgeon. He's really good at what he does. But yeah, just the sheer amount of times where he's like, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going <laughs> to work today. And you're like, you're on shift. So you have to. And he just bounces. Is <laughs> insane. It's insane. I I love it because, yeah, it's very much the dichotomy of where Bu Yongju could have been if he had continued on the path or if he had started down the path even of bowing to power and saying, I'm pretty talented, but it's more important that I just get ahead. And he could have become Dr. Song, this person who's pretty good at what he does but it's much more important that he prioritizes power over actually helping people. And I, I like them together. It shouldn't be as funny as it is, but it it's so funny. They're doing a good job. They're doing a good job. Yeah, I think my favorite part was him almost like asking permission as he did surgery. Like he was doing a great job and he was still kind of like, uh, uh? <laughs> May I? May I please? <laughs> Yeah, you're the lead surgeon, bud. I'm 
closing my notebooks. That's all I had. Oh, that's all I had, too. I was going to say that. I was going to say, uh, that's all I had. What do you have? What? We are oh in sync. This is like the first time ever that we've that's been jammed at the same say. time. In sync. <gasps> no. No. <laughs> We're turning the podcast off. Just kidding. We have to do our outro. Okay. Uh, if you want to talk to us about stuff that is in that is easiest to write in an email, you can reach us at playnkpodcast at gmail.com. That's exactly what I was going to say. But I will <laughs> add, if you want to just leave a comment on individual episodes, you can do that on our website, playonk.com. And that's where you can also reach us by email there's a contact form or you can sign up for our affiliates you can use our affiliate links to buy new products that are awesome and that will help you out a lot like nordvpn that you can use to watch dramas that maybe aren't licensed in your region and of course protect your online presence you can use skillshare to build skills in a bunch of different areas or you can use Blueberry Podcast Hosting to start your own podcast, just like us. It clearly requires no skills. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. It's And Blueberry Podcasting makes it so easy also, by the way, because I still don't know what an RSS feed is, but we're here. You're listening to this right now. Because <laughs> Blueberry knows what it is. Yeah. They know. They know. So you don't have to. <laughs> Uh, if you are, to play on just what Emily said, if you are, you know, listening to this right now, wherever you're listening to it, you can rate, review, and subscribe, or some combination of those things, and it really helps us out. If you drop us a five-star rating and give us a review, it helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. Yeah, and last but not least, we'll leave you with our Patreon, as always, is up we don't produce bonus content right now we got overwhelmed by it and we chickened out and stopped doing that so it's just a little stop by it's a little hey keep doing what you're doing we like your free podcast you can find that at patreon.com slash play on k or there's a link on our website to it playonk.com yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much all we have for housekeeping so you can join us next week for the next three episodes of Dr. Romantic 1. <gasps> and we're almost done. Only two episodes left. Ah! Okay, bye. Okay, bye.